Traditional Chinese medicine is an ancient practice making waves in the modern health era, addressing mind, body and soul as one unit TCM aims to connect the human with the being on multiple levels. Health shouldn't be elusive or inaccessible, a notion that this ancient practice adheres to. Our products at Your Tea are merely a stepping stone to this brilliant wellness modality. Hence, we are here to honour and discover the intricacies of revered traditional Chinese medicine. In our podcast, we discuss the Chinese medicine approach and interpretation of health what it means, and how TCM endeavours to achieve it. From endometriosis to digestion, qi to shen, PCOS to menopause, eating to movement, and mind to soul. The digestive system. What is it? How does it function? What importance does it hold? And does the food we eat actually matter? From a TCM perspective, the gut is the epicenter of our body. It holds immense importance, so much that we decided to create an episode dedicated to this system. We invited TCM Dr. Lauren Curtin back on the podcast to explain this system in great detail. On this episode, we discussed butterflies and bloating. Did you know there is a connection between our emotions and the gut? Exercise how overdoing it or not moving at all may be compromising your digestive system, how your inherent constitution may affect your gut health. Perhaps you're prone to sweating or cold extremities. These patterns are unique and, of course, connected to the digestive system. There is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to gut health. Sound intriguing? Tune in to find out more. To start us off, can you please explain how the gut works from a TCM perspective and the importance of it? So from a TCM perspective, we see the digestive system really centering around the spleen and stomach organs. We correlate those two to the earth element. In Chinese medicine, there's five different elements and the earth is spleen and stomach. And that's very much correlated to the rotting and ripening of food and the transformation and transportation of food around the body. So the stomach relates to the rotting and ripening and the spleen is the transformation and transportation. So when we eat food or when we're taking in drinks, it's going straight to these organs and then they have to then process them. And this is where we extract all of our vitamins and minerals and nutrients to then fuel our whole body. And through this process is how we make our qi and blood, which are the two foundational essences in the body, according to Chinese medicine. So we really need our digestive organs and our digestive system as a whole to be really healthy and strong, to be able to fuel all of the body processes in our system to keep us healthy and happy. We also have the concept in Chinese medicine of the digestive fire. So we really see that our digestive system needs to be really warm, really invigorated in in order to be digesting optimally. So in lots of different cultures around the world, they often talk about this concept of the digestive fire. And we see it in Chinese medicine as like a pot on the stove. So if you have a pot on the stove, this is like our digestive organs. And we cook things more easily when it's warm. 
And if we're taking in lots of cold foods or if we're not digesting optimally, then the food can't be cooked, it can't be absorbed and it can't be assimilated in our body. So we really need things to be warm, cooked and easy to digest in order for us to extract the nutrients that we need for all of our processes in our body. Okay, so you mentioned there that lots of warm things are really great for the digestive system and the digestive fire. So can you please explain how food impacts the gut? Food, the food that we eat plays a huge role in how our digestive system actually works. And we see this a lot with the types of food people are eating. So the food choices that people make can actually dictate their digestive health. So if someone is eating lots of takeaway, lots of heavily processed foods, lots of cold foods, this can impact the functionality of our digestive systems. And it can impact our ability to be making chi and blood from the food that we eat and also how much nutrition we're getting in. And that will have a roll-on effect to how every other organ system in our body is functioning. So in Chinese medicine, we really like to focus on having lots of warm foods, lots of cooked foods, and these are foods that are really easy to digest. So we always think of like a soup or like a broth as like probably the best thing that you could be having because it's warm and a lot of the vegetables in a soup are already cooked. So it's almost like they're already partially digested. So they're already broken down and your body has to exert less energy in order to absorb it. So we're always trying to conserve energy in Chinese medicine, especially in our digestive system. So if we're eating foods that are hard to break down, it means that our digestive systems, our spleen and our stomach, is having to exert more energy and divert more resources to digesting when that energy could be going elsewhere. So if we're eating things that are easy to digest, less energy has to actually go to our digestive system and that leftover energy can go to fueling all of our other bodily systems and all of our other processes. So we want to really be focusing on easy to digest foods. Think lots of soups, lots of cooked vegetables, lots of roast veggies is amazing. Healthy proteins that are easy to absorb, that's not too tough, not too hard to digest. And avoiding foods that are quite hard, like raw vegetables, raw root veggies are really hard to digest and opting for warm and cooked. That's like a foundation for food in Chinese medicine. Yeah, great. So can you please explain next how emotions impact the gut? So emotions have a huge role to play in our digestive health. Most people will feel if they're stressed or if they're anxious or if they're worried, they'll often feel a sensation in their tummy, whether it's butterflies or feeling a knot in their stomach. So we can see really commonly in everyday life that the emotions that we're feeling can impact the way our body feels. And for the digestive system, this is no different. So from a Chinese medicine point of view, if someone is feeling lots of stress, lots of worry, lots of overthinking, which is really, really common, these are the emotions that associate with the spleen and with the earth element. So if our digestive system is out of whack, we can actually be feeling more of those emotions than we would be otherwise, because it's a sign that that system is out of balance. At the same time, when that system is out of balance, and if we're feeling lots of those emotions, that can then exacerbate digestive issues. So you may get more bloating, you may be getting really frequent loose stools, or you may be constipated. So any kind of digestive issue that is manifesting as an imbalance, it's always important to look at the emotions and see if that's playing a role and then what we can do about it. Great. 
Next, can you please explain how exercise impacts the gut? Exercise and movement plays a huge role in our digestive systems because when we're exercising, we are consuming chi and blood. We're using up mineral stores, we're using vitamins to be able to exert that kind of intensity with our exercise. So if we're not replenishing our nutrient stores, if we're not nourishing ourselves whilst we're also excessively exercising maybe, then we'll be gradually depleting our systems and this can show up as imbalances in the gut. So with movement, we really want to make sure that we're finding that nice sweet spot in the middle where we're not completely pounding ourselves, completely overexerting and and depleting our nutrient stores. But then we're also, on the other hand, not having too lack of movement and that we're not kind of slothing around too much because often if we have like a desk job, we're sitting a lot, we may not be getting that movement and we actually require a lot of movement to just be able to exercise and to be able to digest food and to assimilate our nutrients. So if someone's over-exercising, they may be consuming their chi and blood too much and depleting their systems over time, like CrossFit, F45, these things are good to do in moderation, but if it's like five days a week or maybe seven days a week, it's depending on that person's constitution, it could be too much for their system. And if you're not sure if you're one of these people, you can have a look at your digestion or you can have a look at your menstrual cycle if you're having a period and see if there's anything out of whack there because your body will always give you signs if something is out of whack. It's just up to us to pay attention to the symptoms. And can you please explain how one's inherent constitution can affect the gut? So this is a really big one because there's definitely not a one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to Chinese medicine addressing gut health. Obviously, we have the guidelines of having warming cooked foods. You can't really go wrong with that. But further from that, we need to look at what the actual person's constitution is. So are they a really hot person? Are they having sweating? Do they have red eyes or do they have a red face or are they quick to anger? Do they have those kind of heating qualities in their system? If they do, then they're probably not going to do well with chili. That's probably going to be over-exacerbating the heat that's already in their system. Whereas on the flip side, someone may have more of a cold pattern. So they could be literally feeling cold. They could have cold hands and feet. They could be really pale. They could find it hard to fall asleep at night. They may have really slow, sluggish bowels. Everything's just kind of slowed down across the board. So they would really do well with more warming and even a little bit more spicy foods to actually be stimulating their digestive fire even more. So everyone is so, so different when it comes to their health. Everyone's genetics is different. Everyone's environmental exposures are different. If people have had repeated antibiotics or not throughout their life, all of these things accumulate into how our health is expressing day to day. And because everyone is so different, Everyone needs more of a tailored approach to their diet and what works for your best friend may not necessarily work for you because you're two completely different people. So in Chinese medicine, we really like to pay attention to each person's individual pattern and their constitution so we can directly treat that and focus on supporting that. And that typically gets the most improvement because it's more targeted for each person. So you would say it's definitely not one size fits all. Absolutely. It definitely needs to be individualized for best results for people. Great. Let's talk about bloat and what are the main differences between bloating and stomach IBS 
And are there common stories and types of bloat that you often see in clinic? So bloating is really, really common. Almost all of my patients that I see have bloating or have experienced it for a long time at some point. And from a Chinese medicine perspective, we see bloating as a weakness in the digestive system. So it's usually a weakness in the spleen because the spleen's job is to transform and transport the food around the body. So if something's not transporting and transforming, it's stuck. And then how do we feel when we're bloated? We usually feel pretty stuck and pretty gross. So it means that things aren't moving freely through your digestive system. So this is really, really common and it can be due to lots of different things, but some common patterns I see is people eating at irregular times or not eating maybe the right foods for their constitution. But the difference between that and IBS from a Chinese medicine perspective isn't a whole lot because when you get diagnosed with IBS, it's a, it's a, a syndrome that's diagnosed when everything else has been ruled out and they can't find what is causing your digestive issues. So you get the label of irritable bowel. But what does that actually mean? From a Chinese medicine perspective, we would want to really nail down the details with your IBS because some people have the constipation IBS where they may have a really upset stomach, lots of bloating, but they're constipated and they're not going. Or people can have more of the diarrhea kind where they're having lots of bloating, discomfort in their stomach, but then having lots of loose stools. Or you can have a combination of the two. So in Chinese medicine, we want to get really, really detailed into how that is presenting for you and basically seeing it as a weakness in the digestive system and trying to strengthen it from there. So you could almost see that having an irritable bowel or having digestive issues is like an exacerbated form of just simple everyday bloating. You could say that that's more the progressed form. So we'd want to see what's going on with people individually, see what their history has been like and how their, their, how their symptoms are presenting from them and tailor it specifically to them because everyone is so different. Great. So would you say that even though someone may have IBS or a gluten intolerance, it often comes back to the one root cause? Exactly. Whenever there's issues with the digestive system, whether it's bloating or bowel changes or having food reactions in Chinese medicine, we're like, okay, there's an issue with digestion. There's an issue with assimilation. There's an issue with absorbing nutrients for whatever reason. Let's focus on strengthening the digestive system so that you can eat the things that you like within reason. Obviously, we're wanting to make sure that it's lots of healthy, nutrient-dense foods to fuel your body, but we want to make sure that there's least reactive symptoms as possible. So really wanting to get in there and strengthen the digestive system. Yeah, great. Just going back to something that you said right at the start when we focused on the importance of the digestive system, I'd love for you to speak a little bit more to that and perhaps how everything originates from the gut from a Chinese medicine perspective. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Totally. So in Chinese medicine, whenever we're looking at someone's history, someone's case, whenever we're working with a patient, we always ask about your digestion. We want to know what you're eating, what you're digesting, how you're digesting and what bowels are like, because this gives us so much information because this is where we're getting our nutrients from. We need 
nutrients, we need vitamins, we need minerals, we need all of these things that are found in our food that fuel all of the processes in the body. And if we're not getting in the right nutrients, then we can see things play up with like our sleep or we, if when it comes to women, we might be getting menstrual issues. We may have no periods like amenorrhea, or we may be seeing endotype conditions. We may have really severe period pain or really severe PMS. We always want to look back to the digestive system because that is what's supplying all of the fuel and all of the nutrients to all of these bodily processes. And if something is out in the body, we need to look at why that's happening. And the root is always at digestion. Great. So everything starts from the digestive system because the blood and the chi is made from the gut. Exactly. That's where we're getting our fuel from. And then once we're digesting, then that, then we go more towards eliminating and detoxifying and metabolizing. And we can't do those things effectively if the first step of our digestion is compromised. So it's like the very beginning of how we process and digest everything. We need to make sure digestion is good because then that will affect how we metabolize, how we absorb, how we eliminate, and how our body just flows and hums along nicely. So it sounds as if TCM goes right back to basics as to how the body should function. And to be honest, it doesn't sound overly complicated. Is that correct? That's the thing. I think we like to overcomplicate things whenever it comes to our health. And that's just happening more and more these days. We like to know all of the details and all the information and try and target every single little thing that's going on. But from a Chinese medicine perspective, we, ta- we like to take a really like wide bird's eye view on the situation and often really simple but profound changes in our diet and lifestyle and the way we live our lives can have really big impacts. So it doesn't always have to be really complicated. Mm. So leading on from that and the fact that TCM does have a relatively simple approach to addressing gut health, what are some simple things that people can do at home to strengthen their digestive system? So that's a really good question because so many different things actually influence our digestive system. I think what's really common and what makes sense is to look at our food and that does have a huge impact on our digestive health. Mm -hmm. But other things also influence the way we're digesting food as well. But in terms of food, we want to make sure that the quality is really good, that we're avoiding pesticides as much as we can because that's only going to be adding more inflammation into our body when we're trying to heal. But we want to be making sure that we're having lots of warm cooked foods, food that is really easy to digest, and that we're eating seasonally as well because often when we eat seasonally, we're getting the nutrients that we need at that time just naturally anyway. So we don't even have to think too hard about it if we're eating organic food, trying to eat seasonally as much as we can, we usually get most of the, like, you know, most of the way just doing that. Mm. But aside from food, we want to make sure that how we're actually eating is also supportive for our digestive health because I see a lot of patients that will either maybe skip brekkie or will get up, grab something right at the door and be having their breakfast maybe while they're in the car on the way to work. And when we're doing that, we're more in our fight or flight response. And when we're in that state, our body's not concerned with digestion at all. It's just focused on survival mode. So there's no chain blood in our digestive systems ready and waiting to absorb the food. So we really want to make sure that when we eat, we're carving out a little bit of time to be able to sit down, focus on chewing each spoonful we have, 
or fork full and we're actually getting those digestive enzymes happening in our mouth while we're chewing Mm. because that really is like the start of our digestive system with our saliva so we want to be making sure that we're chewing our food a lot and we want to make sure that we're actually being present when we're eating and not on our phone or watching tv or doing work on the laptop at the same time we want to be focusing our attention on our food and maybe having a conversation with a friend. Um, but just focusing more and giving our body the chance to actually get into our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest, digesting calm. That's when we're actually primed for digestion in that nervous system state. So doing a couple of deep abdominal breaths before we actually start eating is a really good way to calm the nervous system if you're feeling a little bit riled up before you eat, if you're eating in a rush. Um, Simple things like that can make the world of difference because it means blood and energy is going to your digestive organs ready to digest. So we want to make sure that we're eating in a way that is really supportive for digestive health as well, just physically. Then we also have to look at the emotional side because... As we talked about before, emotions have a really big impact on our digestive health as well. Stress being a really big one. And it goes back to the nervous system again. If we're too much in our fight or flight response, there's going to be no blood and energy in our digestive systems to digest. So we need to get into our parasympathetic more to divert energy to our digestive system. So we really really need to be looking at that stress piece and making sure that we're calming down our nervous system as much as we can. And some people find that their digestion is worse when they're at work or maybe if they go to certain family members' house, they suddenly have (laughs) diarrhea or they're getting really bloated and they're like, what's going on? Did I eat something? Maybe it's not that they, maybe it's not the food that they ate that was off. Maybe it's the environment they were actually in. Mm. Maybe they weren't feeling safe to digest. Maybe they were feeling stressed on the way to that person's house and that just completely compromised their digestive system. So we need to look at our environment as well, making sure that we're surrounding ourselves with people that make us feel good, that aren't causing us stress. And if there are some unavoidable stresses in our life, trying to combat that when you're at home, doing legs up the wall pose, that's the quickest and easiest mm. way to get into your parasympathetic that stimulates your vagus nerve and that sends the signal to the brain to get into your parasympathetic nervous system. So just elevating your legs is really, really easy. Deep abdominal breaths, super simple. Anyone can do this and it diverts energy to your digestive system. Super easy stuff. Then we have to look at movement as well, because as we were saying before, if we're over-exercising, it's depleting our chi and blood stores. It can be depleting our nutrient stores if we're not then refueling adequately enough and After a couple of weeks, we may not feel any different, but if this is months on end or years on end, it really takes a toll on our digestive system. So if you're having issues with digestion and you're exercising, maybe doing high intensity or long endurance running really long term, have a look at your digestion. What's it doing? Or have a look at your menstrual cycle. What's that doing? Because that will tell you if something is out of whack in your body as well. And then on the other side, if you're not doing much movement, if your everyday life is pretty stagnant or sedentary, you need to get some gentle movement coming in, like brisk walk until your feet feel nice and warm is a really good way to know that you've reached a good level of movement. And that absolutely helps us digest more and extract more nutrients from our food. So those kind of really easy things pretty much anyone can do. Everyone has access to deep belly breaths, really. 
And these are simple things that can make such a big difference when they're compounded. And when you do it over, you know, pretty consistently over a long period of time, you're going to see changes in your digestive system. And that's something that we really have a strong focus on in Chinese medicine is that if you've been given a diagnosis, it may not necessarily be forever. Our bodies are always changing and they're always in response to our environment. We're not stagnant. We're a really responsive organism. And it's just like a chemistry test. Like if you put something into a shitty environment, it's probably not going to grow super well. But if you put like a plant in a really great environment, if you fix the soil, if you fix the sunlight, it's going to thrive. So we have to view our bodies in the same way and make sure that we're giving ourselves ample opportunity and resources to be in our optimal state to have great digestion and then that means great overall health as well so things can always change there's always some wriggle room that we can do amazing so just going back quickly to the exercise that you mentioned Mm -hmm. for someone who maybe thinks that perhaps they're exercising too much Mm -hmm. or they're feeling really depleted after exercising or perhaps it's the other way around they feel like Perhaps they're not moving enough, but they don't have the energy Mm. to, you know, do HIIT classes and those more intense workouts. Is there a form or type of exercise that you would suggest for them? I know you mentioned walking. Yes. So if it's more that kind where people are feeling too tired to, say, do a really high-intensity class, don't do the high-intensity class (laughs) (laughs) because you've got to work with what energy you have at the time and if someone pushes themselves too much, they're just going to be working against themselves. So you work with what you can do. So even if it's like a 10-minute walk or something like that or just gentle stretching at home Mm. because when we're stretching, we're still activating all of those channels in the body that correlate to digestion. So just doing a gentle stretch, like gentle cat and cow movements, or if you have like a yoga class you could go to that's really, really soft, like a yin class or a slow hatha flow that's not where you don't really exert too much energy, that can be a really good starting point for a lot of people. So they're getting some movement into their day, but it's not working against them and depleting them. So slow and steady is really good when you're trying to actually rebuild your energy and of course having enough food so you've got the raw materials to build the chain blood yeah because I think there's this real perception out there that the only way to exercise or even you know lose weight is to do weights or do HIIT classes and it's just yeah so not true that Pilates and yoga and walking those sorts of more restorative exercises would you say can be just as beneficial just as beneficial absolutely and if someone already has really high cortisol if they're already really stressed if they've got like a really demanding job or if they're having stressful home life stressful relationship they're Mm. having digestive issues pounding themselves at the gym every day it may be a stress relief temporarily but it's only going to be spiking their cortisol even more it's only going to only going to be adding more stress to their their system even if it's perceived as enjoyable stress their body can't really tell the difference. So it's still going to be a heavy demand on their system. So with exercise, this can some can be something that's dynamic as well. We don't always have to be stagnant with the kind of exercises we do. Mm. And it's good to have a bit of a change and a bit of a pattern with your movement. Maybe 
someone was doing like high intensity for a few months and loved it, but now they're feeling a little bit depleted, that's okay. You can take a break. Like you can spend a few months or weeks Mm. replenishing, restoring, doing more gentle things. And then maybe you'll get that energy where you can do a few high intensity classes a week, but not going to that extent where you're depleting yourself. So you can find that balance and you can chop and change and you can have a combo of high intensity and more restorative as well. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah, great. So it sounds like stress plays a massive role in our digestive system and how the gut functions. Perhaps for someone who's listening and doesn't know what the parasympathetic and the fight or flight is, can you break that down a little bit? Totally. So we've got two different branches of our autonomic nervous system. We've got our parasympathetic nervous system, rest, digest and calm. And then we've got our fight or flight response, which is the sympathetic nervous system. So traditionally, like as humans have developed, we've been more of a parasympathetic dominant species with short bursts of fight or flight. But nowadays we're kind of flipped where we're more in our sympathetic fight or flight response and less in our parasympathetic rest and digest. The rest and digest state is where everything gets done in our body. That's when our digestive systems come online. That's when we can metabolize and detoxify. That's when our reproductive systems get attention as well. So if we're not spending a lot of time in that nervous system state, then those systems aren't getting a lot of attention. If we're too much in our fight or flight response, those systems are shut down and it's more just survival mode. Nothing is getting regulated. Mm. So for digestion especially, just purely the way the nerves run, we need to be spending a lot of time in our rest and digest to digest. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So it really sounds as if it's not super complicated and there's so many simple, great things that people can do just at home to help restore their digestive health. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be super complicated. Little simple things can make a really big difference. So great. Thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing all of your amazing knowledge. I know in some further episodes on the podcast, we're going to dive into a few of these topics even more. So can't wait. Thanks for having me. so much for listening to another episode of TCM Honoured by Your Tea. The views expressed on today's episode are those of the independent authors and commentators and do not constitute medical or pharmaceutical advice. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by leaving a review and subscribing. If you have any questions, you can reach us on Instagram at Your Tea or by emailing us at hello at your tea.com.